Welcome to Destination Marriage, a podcast about successfully navigating the winding roads of marriage. Whether you're newlyweds, engaged, looking to get married, or have been married for years, we want to share with you how we have navigated those winding roads over the past 19 years in our marriage. Join us on this journey as we talk about real life experiences in a marriage and what we have learned along the way. We discuss love, travel, fitness, raising kids, friendships, and much more, all from the perspective of our lives together. Happiness, love, grace, passion are some of the things we all strive for in a marriage, and we invite you to take this journey with us. Welcome Welcome to to Destination Destination Marriage. Welcome to episode 44 of Destination Marriage. I'm Tommy. And I'm Jackie. And we are thrilled you have joined us on the journey today. Hi, babe. Hey. How's it going? It's going good. (laughs) That's good. Well, welcome to part two of our discussion on the poison that is narcissism. Yes, indeed. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, we would love for you to download and give it a listen um, because it's a two part. So, um, but if not, just to kind of give you a quick update on what that was about. um, Last week, we discussed the Hulu documentary, The Housewife and the Hustler about Tom Girardi and his wife. Erica Girardi, or AKA Erica Jane. That's how I know her with my intense following of. You follow rich, her pop star. Her rich career? women's, yeah, pop star careers. That's my favorite genre of music. Right. I think your favorite song that she put out was It's Expensive, it's expensive to, be to, be me. to Be Me. Right? I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, a little bit about just kind of the backstory. Um, just you know, to give you an idea what we're, why we're leading into narcissism. Um, yeah. These two individuals are basically a picture of narcissistic behavior, and um, you know, obviously to the extreme. To the extreme, and you know, obviously it was it was a relationship that was just filled with corruption. Unfortunately, a lot of other people were negatively impacted by their narcissistic behavior. Um, obviously these are two individuals that were a part of criminal acts and really just stealing. Allegedly. Allegedly. Innocent until proven guilty. Okay. Well, innocent until <laughs> proven guilty. If you listen to last week's um. episode, uh, in my mind, they're guilty. And I made no qualms about saying that because the highlight really is the fact that when we talk about narcissism is how they put their their world on display for everyone to see on national television mm-hmm. the the spoils of their criminal activity it right. was, i couldn't believe like they live in that big of a fantasy land yeah i mean if you're a powerful attorney you know all the right. ins and outs so of, of basically the legalities around what is okay when it comes to the exchange of mm-hmm. um the financial winnings from a case and he basically did complete opposite of what was okay and then <laughs> and, allowed it to be shown on tv yeah, his wife you know walking around their house and showing off all their stuff he was already knee deep into illegal activity Actually and then nuts. to sign up for a show basically it's this is the picture of narcissistic behavior right here okay right she's just oozes it as a general rule and right. his is like takes a different type of form he believes he's above the law yeah he's above very the superior law. and right it's it it just boggles my mind that yeah. that like who knows we, we talked about it at length i'm gonna get angry again here so well, we, quick little we update to, since we, last week i oh, will something say else there's, there's a quick update on erica just just in case you didn't know this just came out she's i want to board number last, one hit or um, no yeah, she's at the top of the charts. So, but uh, not for the right reasons at this point. So, within the last forty-eight hours, Erica, um, actually, her accountant um, mm-hmm. is now 
actually being brought into court. Um, he's going to be questioned as a witness heavily as a witness under oath um, because obviously he's been working with uh, her for the you know however many years. And so does he they, have like, did they say if he's got an immunity deal? They did not reveal that yet, mm. um, but the, they're bringing him in there for questioning. And the other two thing, the other I'm sorry, the other thing they requested of Erica, which she has not handed over. Mm -hmm. They want a copy of her contract for the Real Housewives to see exactly how she was compensated, where, whether it was gifts or if she was paid directly. They want to know the ins and outs of every dime because she is now. Now, you know, she walked away from this mansion and mm -hmm. her Lamborghini and you know, all those things. She's on the struggle bus living in a $1.5 million home. <laughs> so the question is, how are you paying for it? Mm -hmm. Well, they can probably subpoena that from Bravo if they need to. Like that's, that's like not that, that's a, that's a subpoena away. Yeah. Right. I would imagine they'd be able to request it at Bravo. But well, they're gonna I hope they go down in flames. <laughs> <clears throat> I, I really do. Right. And so last week we kind of, use them as an example of to kind of highlight like some of the, mm -hmm. the, the it's an extreme example. Yeah, it's, it is right. But there's people in all of our lives mm -hmm. that, uh, exhibit narcissistic, narcissistic behavior or just are flat out terrible narcissistic people. Mm -hmm. Um, so why don't we kind of go through some of those narcissistic traits, you know, like, yeah. you know, uh, how do you spot a narcissist? Right. Right. And there, there's a laundry list, but here's the thing. If you are really knee deep into a relationship with someone who's a narcissist, they know how to, they know how to manipulate the situation. So you feel as though you're the person in the wrong. Yeah. And so if you are in a relationship that's abusive and obviously we want to target this more towards marriage, but this can obviously be a friend be or a family friends, member. Families, it can um, be coworkers or, yeah. you know, your boss, which, you know, that's hard, right? They're your that's boss. That's probably they... a little bit more difficult, but I would say, you know, if it's a friend or a family member or someone in your home, especially your spouse or your fiance or boyfriend, you know, this is probably hopefully helps some people. Um, yeah, so you know absolutely. how to, remove yourself from the situation and put a stop to something that really could be detrimental to your future. Well, if it is your, uh, fiance, I would just say the answer is run. Yes. And then absolutely. Don't listen to the rest of this episode. <laughs> say just bye, run. Gotta if, go. you, if you recognize these things in, in your partner, it's, mm. these are, these are really deep seated traits and, right. and behaviors that are, you know, it's not like, Hey, leaves a toilet seat up. Right. I mean, mm. this is, this is, has the potential of being devastating in your life. Yeah. This is, if it's a boyfriend, girlfriend, and Run. or fiance, yeah. So I think this is a deal breaker. We, there's a, like you said, that's a laundry list. So what we did is we just kind of picked five of the ones mm -hmm. we like, uh, and we're just going to go down the list and just kind of talk through it and, and mm -hmm. see, you know, maybe you guys, as you're listening, you're like, oh, yeah, hopefully I do that or, oh, that happens. I see that in these people in, our, in my life. Yeah. And, you know, if, if it raises a red flag, whether it's you or someone else, take a step back, you know, because <laughs> maybe give this some thought on how you could handle it or maybe pivot and make some changes in your own behavior. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So kick us off, Tom. What's the first one? Lives in a fantasy world. Now, we're not talking, you know, is a daydreamer or a dreamer or an alter ego. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, alter ego. Right. Yeah, that's. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I hate her so much. Sorry. I know I'm not supposed to say that word. Sorry, mom, but I really hate her. So yeah, living in a fantasy world is more mm -hmm. of like, if you think of it from a negative standpoint, not like, oh, they're a daydreamer or dream. Mm -hmm. Dreaming's great, right? Yeah. You want to dream big and Absolutely. we're not talking about little kids that, you know, want to be a, a, an a ninja or an astronaut, right? Yeah. It's the, that 
they're they're saying things or doing things and they may honestly believe that like that's truth or that's reality and it's like devastating on on the people around them mm-hmm. they just they have this grandiose idea. idea of who they think they are right i mean um, like the whole how many times did i don't know if your mom said this growing up but mm-hmm. i heard it all the time what's that oh the world doesn't revolve around you revolve right? around revolve, you. right like yeah. we've all heard that and There's, that's a good way of kind of bringing people back down to earth like mm-hmm. The world doesn't revolve around you. Right. Right. It feels like maybe, just maybe, I don't think a lot of kids are re- being told these days that the world does revolve around them. Well, it may not even be that. It may just be um, that no one ha- is telling them when they are acting that way that the world does not revolve around right. them. We're all know, kind because, of selfish by nature. You know, we some, have to be taught not to be selfish in general. Right. right. And here's the thing. When you're dealing with a true narcissist, you know, they are so far beyond to the point where if you were to tell them no, or if you were to say that to them, then they're going to come back at you with something else to make you feel as though you're trying to beat them down or, you know, trust yeah, me, they spin things and- right. They're going to spin it in some way, form or fashion. If you're not buying the story that they want to tell you either intentionally because they're that deceptive or they're literally in living on another planet. They right. just, they, which is possible, right? They, yes. they, Live in a fantasy world. <laughs> Number two. Superior attitude, which this is obviously right in line with, with last week's story. So, you know, kind of thinking he was above the law. Yeah. The same would apply with, you know, even because he if had someone, power, he had influence. And he did. He had power. He had influence. He had Because money. he's smart. He was intelligent. He was a genius level lawyer. He right? was smart, but then he was greedy. But yeah. here's the thing. There are a lot of people that are not even at that level of success, professional success, or even in that financial tax bracket, right? That feel as though they are above, maybe not even the law, but just like human decency. You know, mm-hmm. they don't have to treat somebody with respect. You know, they don't have to speak to someone or with honor kindness. somebody, honor a, 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 an authority figure. Exactly. In any way. Yeah. You know, because they're above it. It's everyone answers to me, you know, and they also feel as though they're only going to Always right. um, associate. And this is the other thing. With a narcissist, they're only going to associate with people um, or give someone a level of attention based on how they can serve them. So if right. they feel like, you know what, this person can really serve me in this way, I'm really going to kiss their rear end. I'm going to, you know, mm-hmm. just give them tons of compliments, even if I don't mean it, because they serves are very opportunistic yeah. and it, yeah, serves their agenda. Mm. This, we're going to get fired up by the end of this list, babe. <laughs> I'm already feeling it. <laughs> so am I. It's, it's welling up. Just let it out. Let it out. Uh, number three, cannot admit to mistakes and blames others. So they kind of go mm-hmm. hand in hand. We kind of combine two there. Because yeah. really they do, right? So if, if, if they just flat out won't admit it's mistakes, they tend to then, like Point you said earlier, they immediately blame something else or blame mm-hmm. someone else or blame a situation, blame their, the, blame the environment, blame this, blame that, mm-hmm. you know. They, they never looked inward and say, did I do something wrong? What can I do to fix it? Mm-hmm. And who did I hurt in the process? Right. Like a lot of times I feel like with, um, with a grown adult that's exhibiting narcissistic behavior, they're going to point a finger if it's not at their spouse, but they're going to go maybe 15, 20 years back and point a finger at, you know, maybe a parental figure. Well, mm-hmm. they didn't do this, you know? Yeah. Just, and so now 20 years later, I'm not, you know, X, Y, and Z, or I'm not where I want to be. You know what? 
Give and there could break. be some real hurt there. Oh, there can be, there but there comes be, right? a time where, you know, you it's can used, only... It's all it is is an excuse. All it's right. just blaming, blame shifting, blame shifting, blame shifting, never and, taking... And we're also talking about they're typically blaming if they start to misbehave as far as how they're treating other people and they get called out, then they place a the blame on someone else that maybe, like I said, was part of their life 10 or 15 years ago. Oh, but now... You know, this is an excuse for them to be able to act out and treat their spouse this way, mm-hmm. or a friend, or a family member, or even a coworker. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's it's not okay. And if people buy into that, they make them feel as though you need to sympathize and feel bad for them and excuse their behavior. They're a victim. Yeah. Right. It's very narcissistic. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's like the the remember Pee Wee's Playhouse where they the would word of say the, day, the word of the day, and they would go ah. Yes, that's how I feel when I hear that word. <laughs> I like it. What's next, baby? Yeah, so um, the next one would be creates confusion. So a lot of times you'll find that someone who's who's exhibiting narcissistic behavior, especially if it is a spouse, um, they will they're a storyteller. They mm-hmm. will create a story that's going to benefit them. They'll create confusion by changing a lot of the elements that are a part of the story. To Depending make on who they're talking to. Right. Depending on who they're talking to. They'll tell different versions of a story to to create that confusion. To try to make you feel paranoid. Um, They may also change elements in the story to try to make you turn you against another person. Mm -hmm. Um, However, whatever they need to change in the story and however many times they need to change the story, they will create confusion so you feel like the world or the, the room is spinning. Yeah. And, and, and to make sometimes you question they'll do yourself. it. Sometimes they'll do it either to take the. Sometimes they'll do it just because they like the chaos. They like to light a match and watch things burn. It, it Isn't that a sociopath? Well, I mean, I don't. You know, I'm not a psychologist, <laughs> right? But some people just like to see the drama. But other times they'll do it. They'll create that confusion in mm-hmm. order to kind of going back to my the other one I just talked about was yeah, you know, place blame elsewhere. And mm-hmm. so you create confusion and then people don't know what's going on and, oh, let's just forget about it, whatever. And then that person mm-hmm. gets away scot-free. Yeah. I mean, honestly, just side note, I mean, just in life in general, how easy it is to point a finger, right? Versus taking responsibility for your actions. I mean, it's the easy thing just to point a finger at the next person, mm-hmm. you know? And so, I mean, it's a lack of maturity. Absolutely. I, I feel, I mean, someone who's that narcissistic and doing these things on a daily basis to me feels, it, it sounds very childlike, Yeah, you know? Keep it going, baby. What's yeah. next? <laughs> okay. <clears throat> no remorse. Yeah. No remorse at all. Um, you know, and I think with last week in that story, everything that's still playing out, you know, we have yet to see any remorse on either end. And, you know, obviously they're not really in that situation coming one's not going for the other as far as the husband versus the wife Mm -hmm. but their behavior their narcissistic behavior has affected multiple families and in this case you know if it was a husband and wife this is someone who's basically going to almost they don't have any remorse because they get a high off of beating the other person down or winning them to it's it's a win for them to get them to see it their way Mm -hmm. to be on their side at all times so they don't have any remorse that, that basically that almost that light switch is completely turned off. I like it. So the but next one, you? no, I hate <laughs> it, but I like your, I mean, it's, it's a pretty good answer, babe. I think yeah. you've, you, 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 you got that one wrapped up a nice little bow on it. <laughs> you take the next one. 
So this one's kind of tough, but obsessed with looks. Mm. And so let's be honest, like with everybody having uh, TikTok, Snapchat, FaceTime, being remote, Zoom calls, like we're all mm -hmm. looking in the mirror a lot more and seeing ourselves a lot more. Mm -hmm. And it's really easy to just check your hair, to see how your clothes look and do that real quick, right? right? But do it a lot more often than you would have in the past. So this one's kind of hard. And I think a lot of kids are picking it up just from seeing, you know, everyone else do it. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it's necessary, always necessarily, you know, narcissistic. If some, you see someone checking their, you know, mm -hmm. like checking their hair out or whatever, because you see I mean, it all want, the time. Everyone wants the to look presentable. There's nothing right. wrong with that. So this is much more around that, that, you know, I don't know that this necessarily impacts other people as much, but maybe it's more of a sign of like, Hey, if they're doing this, if they're so mm -hmm. obsessed with their looks that it like, that's all they think about. That's all they care about. There's, there's probably a lot of other behaviors that are mm -hmm. actually hurtful. That's well, more like self, like, you know, I, I guess it could take away from relationships, but. Well, here's the other thing. It's part of, this is how I view it. So yeah. when they're obsessed with their looks, I'm not only just saying, we're not just saying obsessed with your, your face or your hair, your physical appearance. It can also be like how you're dressing, what you're carrying, Very what you're true. wearing, what you're... Now you're in materialism. You know, and, but it's yeah. your look, right? Yeah. It's what you want to portray, Fair what enough. you're driving. You know, a lot of these people who are creating a story, okay, mm -hmm. including these very wealthy people who were stealing $20 million, okay, even though they had plenty, they wanted to even have more wealth and more things. And then so put it can, on national television. And put it on TV so they yeah. can, you know, portray this type of lifestyle. How many people are doing that already with you know, driving that kind of car, things that really they're not in a position to have, but they, it's a look, you know, it's an That's a good image. point. That, that is actually a much, lot of it more is about of image, yeah. image, you know. Obsessed that with their whole, image, right. yeah. That's a good, good point. And it's a I'm bunch thinking, of baloting. I, I guess I see that whole like look in the mirror thing all the time so often now. Mm -hmm. Like I think, oh my gosh, are they dad obsessed with themselves? They like are. Constantly? They are. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I'm but, obsessed with you though. <laughs> well, I'm looking at you all the time. I so does that mean you. I'm narcissistic towards you? No, I I'm obsessed with your obsessed looks with in a good way. In a good but I'm way. obsessed with you, so that's good. <laughs> the next one is energy <laughs> vampires. I the Ooh. way I see this one, maybe you have a different kind of interpretation. Yeah, it's kind of like that person that you, when you know you're going to be around them, you get that feeling like, oh, mm -hmm. like you already feel drained you're just like, thinking about it. Yeah, and you then feel when like you're going to get like the runs. <laughs> <laughs> And then, well, that, that You're feels like, oh, more I've like, I've got a gurgle in my stomach already. <laughs> yeah. Or, and then, and at the end of whatever conversation, argument, interaction, mm -hmm. you know, day at work, whatever, you just feel drained emotionally. Like yeah. they just like, what happened? You know, like mm -hmm. that's how I feel. Like they just suck. The, like, life suck the life out of you. I actually saw something. Um, I, I think Is that how you see I it? think it's a yeah. perfect interpretation. Yeah. But I did see something else. You know, a lot of times when people are in these relationships with a narcissistic abuser, sometimes it takes just, you know, one random day where they have a light bulb moment or they're with someone else that knew them maybe 10 or 15 years before they were in this relationship and they don't recognize them. There's one day they wake up and they don't recognize who they are. Because right. over time, that it's vampire just has just sucked the slowly, life out of you. Yeah. you know, little by little has sucked the energy, the confidence, you know, just they've, they've taken a lot of those little bits of who you are mm -hmm. at the core to the point where you're almost an empty shell. Very true. 
be be mindful of that people Mm -hmm. right um so the other one would also be um smear campaign Mm -hmm. and i don't even know if this would you know necessarily still be in a marriage um but it can definitely be in relationships and it can be in you know now that this this couple um you know she's trying to you know leave the marriage she's filed for divorce and now she's basically you know pointing fingers at him and going on a smear campaign against mm. him. So I think that's all strategically done, but yeah. To hide money. Yeah. Just to make it seem, make her side. It's, it, it, I guess it is a smear. It's like, she's so narcissistic as well, even though he is too, mm-hmm. she's doing it. And now, you know, to try to get sympathy for her. But I mean, a lot of times it's, it's just evil too, right? Mm-hmm. They're so absorbed with themselves. They can't admit mistakes. So they, they'll just, and smear campaign doesn't have to be like, like wipe the floor with this person's reputation, but it could be little things too. It's those little jabs, like the little things like, mm-hmm. oh, did you hear, you know, like gossiping and saying things right. that aren't well, their business and, and just, or just flat out lying about somebody. Yeah. Cause a lot of times when, when a narcissistic individual will do these things, if they're on a smear campaign, let's say it's not against their spouse, but they will come to their spouse to say something mm-hmm. about someone else. It's because they don't want them to have a relationship with that person mm-hmm. because they feel threatened by the friendship, the family relationship, whatever it may be, because they do want to isolate that person. Um, or if they feel like a smear campaign against, you know, serves their individual makes them look better or serves yes it has to serve them in some way again you know they're very selfish individuals yeah yeah which is goes into our last one we're going to talk about before we kind of switch gears and talk about signs in a marriage what's that and that's possessiveness Mm -hmm. right a lot of it's there and and a lot of narcissism from what i understand as far as what the psychologist will say is Mm -hmm. it's a lot of times deeply rooted in um and you know, low self-esteem or in a, in a real, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, mm. like deeply rooted in, um, fear and you know, they, it's, it's a lot of, it's just a show. It's just a, a front and being very possessive is kind of goes hand in hand with your, maybe you're fearful. And so you, you just put it out there and you're so aggressive and you, you don't want others around them, you know, and mm-hmm. you isolate these, you know, f- with people, right? Like you're mm-hmm. just possessive over somebody. Yeah. It's, like obsessively. Right. And you yeah. really try to cause that break those friendships or their relationships away. So they're really like feelings just... of inadequacy is what I was, what I was trying to think. Like there's a deep oh, yeah. sense of inadequate inadequacy. Mm-hmm. So like if you do get someone that, you know, you get your hooks in, man, they'll just, mm-hmm. they'll just keep the hooks in them and just be really possessive. Yeah. Yeah. That's very Sad. controlling as well. It's yeah. controlling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what we thought we could kind of, uh, when we were thinking about the rest of this episode, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, we found some stuff online and we found uh, a really good site. Um, it's called psychom.net. And mm-hmm. so we, we found an article that said nine signs you are married to a narcissist. Mm-hmm. So let's kind of go through these and just think, you know, again, we kind of encourage you to kind of think about if these versions of, you know, if this is some of your story, yeah. right. You know, what, how do you kind of recognize it? You know, recognizing it's the first, you know, that's the first step, step yeah, right? Before you can work on anything. And so let's just kind of go through these. I mean, there's some really good points here. I think they're important for, and maybe they're not really, really deep seated things, but maybe mm-hmm. they're little things that are happening in you, you know, it's like maybe there's little light bulbs that could go off as we kind of mm-hmm. talk through these. So 
Lead us off, baby. Yeah, so the first one would be you feel isolated, which kind of goes hand hand in hand with what we were just talking about as far as possessiveness. But, um, you know, drifting apart from friends or family members, um, you know, basically having maybe before you had, you know, thriving social life or just really solid friendships and relationships and you all of a sudden look around and it's crickets because your marriage has basically over the years... Um, that person has kind of pulled you away without you even maybe even noticing, you know, that. Yeah. They slowly just, you know, pushed a friend, friendship away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and, by and we're not talking. Mouthing, well, a lot of times they'll bad mouth those individuals. They'll make you feel guilty for wanting mm-hmm. to spend time with them. You know, that's just unhealthy. Yeah. But, you know, they may do it slow. That's, slowly, what, that's what they were saying. Methodical yeah. about it. Because we're not talking about seasons in life, right? No, new we're not talking about or we just a got new married job. And yeah, or we want you just to got just, married, right? right? Those are seasons where you're maybe isolated from your friends because mm-hmm. you don't want to be around anybody else but your spouse for a little while, right? right? Mm-hmm. This is more of that, yeah, kind of like maybe you have an aha moment, like I'm I'm isolated, not alone, mm-hmm. but like isolated, right? Yeah, alone is temporary, but like at, at least how I see it. Like mm-hmm. isolated is like intentional. You know, it's like you're. So if you, if that is you and look back maybe and it's like, gosh, have my friends like been, has my spouse been maybe mm-hmm. like lying to my friends about stuff over the years and, or lied to me about, you know, friends that I, mm-hmm. maybe they didn't do what they, what my spouse said, just, you know, be honest about that and kind of like, look back oh, and are they really your friend? Yeah. Like, why would you let you know, somebody to do plant that to you? Seeds and, yeah. in your head to question the friendship. Um, or, or to make you feel like that person's not really in your corner, you know, just saying little snide remarks, um, a narcissist will do that. They'll try to plant those seeds. A confident and a, and a, a confident husband, a confident wife that you kind of always want to build each other up. Mm -hmm. And part of building each other up is supporting their friendships. Right. We need people in our lives that can speak into our lives mm-hmm. and our friendships we can have fun with. That we yeah. Can... Healthy friendships are yeah, really important. And you shouldn't, if you're intimidated by that, you mm-hmm. need to check yourself. Like, yeah. why are you intimidated Before by Before you a, wreck a, yourself. Yeah, oh, come on. This was serious. <laughs> it was. You just teed it up though. I had to. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Before you wreck your, isn't it rickety, rick, rickety, wreck yourself? I, rickety? Oh I my know. gosh. We if need you to say stop. It, if you say it fast <laughs> and you just don't know if you say it wrong or not. <laughs> Um, number two, you're being gaslighted. I really don't like this word cause I don't really understand it, but I think cause it's been overused is why you don't like it. It's, it's, yeah, it's like, that's the, probably why. It's no, like, I'm serious. The last couple of like, years you this hear is triggering me. This is triggering people me. People use it all the time. They even say like their dogs gaslighting them now. I mean, that's how often <laughs> it's been used. If you had to like, a real just, thing, though. but what is it? What like one sentence? How could you, could you explain what gaslighting is? One sentence. So yes. So basically gaslighting, what it's supposed to be, obviously, like I'm saying, people exaggerate it and Mm -hmm. overuse it now, but what it's supposed to be is let's say you blatantly, um, did some horrible act in front of me. Okay. Okay. And then I said, I can't believe you just did that. That's terrible. And this is, you know, you did X, Y, and Z in front of me, even if I had it recorded and you would say to me, I never did that. Oh, it's You're imagining things. Just making them feel crazy. I never said that. Yeah. And so basically, even if you, in front of that person, they, they have proof, they're going to deny, deny, deny to make you feel as though you're questioning whether or not you're the crazy person. They're going to make you feel like you're paranoid. Um, you know, so basically it tries to, over time, it makes you spin out of control mm-hmm. mentally. And so then you question everything. 
and then you get to the point where you don't even question them it's not on me the it's you it's not me right. it's, yeah. okay okay number three praise looks like this and so we kind of give some examples of you know how uh narcissist like praise changes mm-hmm. um and so a lot of times bef- you know before the before the i do's mm-hmm. right you know the praise is just you're just doting on each other yeah and, or the do- doting on someone right and then um then maybe they shift where it's just in in private they're they're negative but in public they still want to keep up that image of being i'm a great husband look how much i dote on my wife and mm-hmm. i pray and then i'm and then behind I'm, doors they're like yeah just totally different person right or, yeah or yeah, don't so like, give you any attention at all right so like question that that's mm-hmm. a legit thing to question and and vice versa why why at home do you praise me and then yet out in mm-hmm. public you praise others and and make me feel Right. Because again, that's self-serving. It is. It's going to make them look good. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So question that and have Mm -hmm. a conversation about that. You know, maybe it, you know, it's one of the things that you've had to like, correct me on. It's not necessarily narcissistic, but it's just how, I don't know. I just do it. Like I'm very like self-deprecating in public. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't know why. And I'm not, not, not that you want me to be like proud. It's just Tommy, don't say that. Like you don't have to, you don't have to say that to try to make other people feel comfortable. I know right. that's why you do that. Right, right, right. But it's not that you like hate yourself. <laughs> you're not no, doing it because you have low self-esteem. You're yeah. doing it to try to make others feel comfortable. But I've done that at your peril inadvertently mm-hmm. in the past. And it bothered you. It hurt you. And I wasn't yeah, trying to, it was more like I was just trying to make everybody feel comfortable, crack a joke, not, necessarily mm-hmm. like mean spirited but was but, it really a joke did anybody laugh I don't know. Well, normally I don't laugh, laugh more, but, <laughs> but the point just is like saying. just but question that yeah and have a conversation with it and find out maybe what the root cause is of that mm-hmm. right because it in my case it wasn't I was never try to hurt you in front of other people it was how I act about myself I was portraying that on you mm-hmm. and that wasn't fair to you you didn't like it and that, yeah. that hurt your feelings and it hurt your you know mm-hmm. it was I was wrong Mm-hmm. See, not narcissistic. Not narcissistic. I admitted I was wrong. <laughs> um, okay, so number four, it feels like your partner is trying to make you jealous. Mm. And you know what? I think this is probably a lot easier for people to do now um, by still connecting with someone that they were dating in the past and, you know, saying, oh, so-and-so complimented me here. Oh, you know, this person that I used to date, you know, they're doing this or... You know what I mean? Still Mm -hmm. having that open communication, but not only having the open communication, but then making sure that they tell their spouse and they're open about it to try to just like, you know, Mm -hmm. dig a little knife in their side. Why don't you, you know, work out like that? Why don't you look like that? Why don't you um, make me those meals? Why don't you, you know, do that for your kids? Right. For our kids. Right. That one's a, that one's one that's like kind of a a nice jab. Oh, geez. Why don't you do that for our kids? Mm-hmm. Look at Sally Jane over there. Mm-hmm. Or why don't you look like that? Or why don't you? Um... That's just controlling and mean. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just to make yourself feel better, at, you know, a lot of times. Or it's just to, to kind of create this controlling environment where it's just yeah. it, it, it helps to wield control, unfortunately. Right. I think it's probably used more along the line. So the pe- that person feels like, well, there this this my spouse is going to be the only person that loves me or will accept me because i'm not doing those things or i don't look like that you know they're slowly just beating you down um so i i always thought it was really weird when someone would try to make their partner feel jealous yeah it's it really just bizarre to me feels yuck. or even jealous of 
it could even not even be jealous of someone else, uh, you know, the opposite sex, but it could be jealous of the attention they get from others mm-hmm. um, or who they think they are in their imaginary world. Um, mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that's possible. <laughs> and then the second jealousy What's is that? baby jealousy, mm. which is a real thing, right? Like I think it's probably, my guess is it's more often the mom is doting on the baby, mm-hmm. spending a lot, a lot more time and just all their efforts are on the kids. And it doesn't have to all necessarily be just babies, but that's obviously where it starts. <laughs> is with the baby. I don't really understand that. I mean, I don't know. I just. I, I, I think it happens more often than you realize. Like, and especially once a couple kids around. I mean, it's a lot of work, and it's a lot of moms become so obsessed. No, but with, getting jealous of the the the, well, the dad child relationship is well, kind of weird. I agree, but it's a real thing. Yeah. If the dad is, if let's say the dad is very very narcissistic, mm-hmm. and is getting pissed. Mm-hmm. that his need, you know, quote, his needs aren't getting met and, you know, the attention's not on me. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be mean or I'm going to demand and, you know, mm-hmm. try to pull That's the mom. That's going to go and, over well. Yeah. With a new mom. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, and then the flip side is also that parent that then is so narcissistic. They feel like their kid is just a direct reflection of them. Mm-hmm. And so they like helicopter parent, you know, to the, to the, to the extreme too. Right. Mm-hmm. So just look at, look out for those things. Yeah. Right. And then find out like what's driving it. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times for the moms, it's, they maybe don't even realize that they've, because it's such a intense emotional time, right. They don't even maybe even realize mm-hmm. how much time they're, they're spending. It's not intentional on the husband or vice versa. I mean, it can go both ways, but I think a lot of times it's that mom that just they're physically and emotionally in a whole different place. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you have an a uncaring or a narcissistic husband, it's just going to make it even worse. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, that could be a whole another episode. Right. New baby uh, relationship. Uh, it could. Best I, practices. I, I think the narcissistic, um, you know, when it comes to children can also be applied in a different way where, um, you know, whether it's the husband or their wife, they're so narcissistic that, you know, it's all about them. And so from the very beginning, they don't want to expand the family or they refuse to do that because they say it's it's my show the -hmm. show is about me and i'm not sacrificing anything even if you want kids sorry you know you bought tickets to this show and the show's about me Mm -hmm. so i don't i mean i i'm sure it can go that way as well you know Mm -hmm. and then i think uh i guess we'll it kind of and sticking with the children theme right is is using using kind of criticism of their parent of the other's parenting skills as a way to again show control and to be blame superior shift, blame shift like- or just saying you know just being critical of your of your if i was critical of the way you were you know parenting the boys all the time from a distance from a distance oh gosh okay sorry, um man. you know it's 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 narcissistic it's it's selfish mm-hmm. it doesn't help the situation now in a healthy relationship, there are times where you have to have healthy conflict about where you feel the others you've, you know, we've had, we've had this, we've had healthy well, discussions to come together on how to discipline. Right. Or if I don't agree with something you're doing with, with the yes. boys or vice versa, which it's normally you, I'm doing something wrong. So it's, it's normally <laughs> you coming Instead to Instead of me. pointing fingers and saying, you know, right. this issue, or you've created this problem, you've created this issue, this is happening because you're not disciplining this way. Or mm-hmm. instead of coming together and saying, we have there are an kids. issue it's, yeah. um, with, you know, Billy Bob and 
we need to address it. And so. then the kids, kids are smart. They're going to figure that out too. And they'll and play, they'll one, play against one against the other. the other. Right. Yeah. You're just and then, giving so them. So you're just creating little baby narcissists. Exactly. Awesome. Have fun with that. They confide, they quote, confide in your family. This is a really controlling one. Oh, what's that one? So as I understand it, like, right there. So if you're self, if, if you're selfish and you're looking to make things all about you and it's your world, mm-hmm. you know, they'll, they'll maybe go to the sister. Like if, if I went to one of your sisters and, and mm-hmm. tried to make you look bad and get sympathy from her and get her on my side mm-hmm. or, um, you know, or, or to the to the mother-in-law, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever direction you want to, you want to take it, right. The, the wife going to the, to the husband's family and vice versa. You know, I think that, um, they want to try to build a case against you. Yeah. Like, okay. You know, and that it's so that either, either isolates you or, mm-hmm. you know, preempts. Basically they want to poison those wanna... individuals against you. So mm-hmm. they already have some type of, um, they've, you know, basically planted a seed to create some idea around who you are or, or the situation. Yeah. And which may be to blame shift or to take the heat off of, mm-hmm. of, you know, well, yeah, I, mean, imagine I think if I went and s- people are very strategic. They probably know, they know exactly what they're doing. They're yeah, going to sure. try to get to that person before you do, before that person forms their own, um, idea around who you are or view of the situation. Yeah. That's like, that's sneaky. Mm-hmm. That's it really sneaky. is. So this next one is, they call it, she, the, the author calls it the signature love bombs. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, doting on your spouse or, you know, fiance doesn't have to be a love bomb. It could just be a nice thing that you like to do, but like we'll flowers, call them love bombs. Love notes. And then they just stop. Surprise gifts. Right. Like right after the marriage, like that person stops mm-hmm. and then, and then maybe you get stuff here and there and then you realize, oh, well they booked that trip because they either did something wrong or because they want something like instead of it being a, a sacrificial I was gift, thinking about you and I just want to yeah, make you feel loved and special. It's, it's, it's manipulative to, to there's strings attached. There's strings attached. Yeah. That's basically, I mean, or, I mean, I think that in the case of a true narcissist, mm-hmm. it's about, it's a self-serving purpose. There's something self-serving about it. Right. And so just be mindful of those things. If all of a sudden, there's big ebbs and flows or big swings with, with, with adoration or attention or gifts or things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know this is tough. You don't want to have, you don't want to second guess every gift you're given by your spouse. No, no, no. Either, I, right? think it's so more like, of, I think it's more of recognizing a pattern. So if every yeah. time you're receiving a gift from, from, from your spouse or your boyfriend or your fiance and immediately following the gift, you know, receiving of the gift, that there's some type of expectation um, or that's self-serving, right? That something that's self-serving or even if it's somebody else that's doing this and they're doing it purposefully to try to get you on their side about something or change your thought process on, you know, their view or something, then, you know, and I'm saying this has happened a few times. Mm -hmm. That's a pattern, right? Yeah, I agree. And if it worked a couple of times, they're going to continue to do it because they realize, oh, this is something that obviously, again, is self-serving. I'm going to get my way if I go and, you know, buy her a coffee or some flowers or, you know. So husbands, wives, like if you're the one doing that, stop it. Mm -hmm. Because then you're taking away of something that could be just what it should be. And, mm -hmm. you know, making your significant other feel loved and special. And especially if that's their love language and you're using as a weapon. Yeah. That's... 
And if you recognize you are being that, you know, that, that these things do come with strings attached or they're, they're self-serving and it's not, you know, set, you know, like a, a gratitude or a gift, mm-hmm. you know, what do you do? What do you do if you recognize that? I don't know. What's like, what's a good, just stop it. Don't accept the gift and be like, I know what, where this is going and just put a, is it a hard stop with that kind of stuff? I think that's kind of tough because right until they show the strings that are attached and then that's probably the appropriate time to call them out. You yeah. know, is After, that why, yeah. is that why you gave me, you know, this yeah. it's, it just, bouquet of flowers? It's, I mean, I, I just, I don't think that's really going to end well. It's I, I not, mean, it's, there's it's, no that's a tough one, right? Nice way to kind of maneuver around that. So let's end the episode by spinning it and, and kind of talking about, okay, what can you do? What mm-hmm. are some of the things you can do to, to, uh, you know, deal with a narcissist in your life, you know, whether it be your spouse, your, 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 your family or whoever, right. Your coworker. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think from a relationship standpoint, like if we're talking about a romantic relationship, we, we talked about it at the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. If you're not, if there's no ring on the finger, run, Yeah. run. It, there's, there's not, there's not a good path. There's no, not a good ending I, why to this sign story. Up for this if you already, I mean, this beginning early stages of dating and, you know, getting engaged. Especially I just, like the controlling, the possessiveness, the, it's only going to get worse. Yeah. yeah. If, it if were you don't my feel child, better about yourself when yeah. you're with that person, they're mm-hmm. not building you up and you're not building them up. Like that's, that's not going to end well. I mean, Absolutely again, there's, there's seasons feel... where you're side by side and just kind of you just got to trudge through stuff, right? But you're doing it together. Yeah. You should feel safe, secure. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't feel anxious. Um, you shouldn't leave a conversation or a date with someone and feel, like you said earlier, like you're completely drained mm-hmm. or you have the runs um, just from being with that person. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, it's just not healthy. <laughs> right? It's not. But you need to escape that situation. Some things are not uh, immediately escapable, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're in a marriage and things are trending, you know, and, and you still... You know, you, you know that certain arguments have that narcissistic tendency, mm-hmm. you know, uh, one of the things that they talk about is, is, um, you know, knowing that a narcissist can't be wrong, mm-hmm. um, and that it's useless or it's going to just suck the energy out of you to try to convince them otherwise mm-hmm. that they're wrong is, um, just kind of sarcastically or just comment that, you know what? Yeah, you're right. And then just like walk away. Mm-hmm. And just like not engage in the argument because a lot of times it's bait, right? A lot, a lot of times the stuff is bait just to actually not fighting with a narcissist will make a narcissist just lose their mind because they get, they get so they much energy. Feed off they of, feed off of that. Yeah. And, but you need to also protect your heart and your mm-hmm. health. And, you know, I would remove myself from the situation and I'm not going to bait them or fuel the flame. Cause that's exactly what they want. They want to upset you. They know what they're doing. Um, and the next one was, uh, what's that <laughs> along the, the bait line is ignore insults, mm. right? Yeah. That's the, that's the easiest bait. Cause now you're per- going after someone personally, right? Mm-hmm. It's, there's other bait that can like get people to talk and get people engaged in their selfish conversation. But like flat out insulting someone is, yeah. is man, a lot of times for a narcissist, it's just bait. It's like, and it may uh, even be like little backhanded comments that you know exactly what they meant by it. Snide remarks. Right. That's you know. even, that's probably, you know what? That's a good one. I think it's because again, it's maybe they're making you think yeah. 
they're going to say these things to make you question. They're not going to come out and just, you know, call you, you know, every name in the book. That's, you know, that's too easy. Obviously, that's blatant. But they're going to say things like snide remarks and little backhanded comments. Little backhanded compliments. And then you and then what's tough about that, right, is if you call them out on it, even calmly, mm-hmm. then what do they do? They spin. Oh. <gasps> How could, how could you say that? I would never think that or say that about you. And then all of a sudden, why do you always think that? Why do you always, you know, and now boom, you, you took the bait, Mm -hmm. even if you'd said it calmly and, and responded to the insult, boom, hooks in the mouth, you're done until you walk away. Mm -hmm. Right. So this one's kind of, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of poignant, but you Mm -hmm. know, the number three was, you know, ask yourself questions why am I attracted to this person? Why do I maybe continually find myself? Maybe because they grew up in a household of narcissistic behavior. And so that they're conditioned to it or, you know, they're treated that way. That's, that's definitely way over our pay grade. Yeah. I mean, I would encourage anybody who is in a situation like this, especially if you're, you know, if you're not dating somebody, but you're engaged or you are married to someone, you're experiencing this. It's, it's time to go to see a therapist. Yeah. Because um, there may be some things that have some hurts, because, some, mm-hmm. some wounds in your life that you may feel that you deserve to be kind of punished. I mean, there's so many different ways, right? And like I said, we're not this way over our pay grade. But here's the thing, though. I do believe, and I could be wrong. This is, again, my theory because, you know, I threw out a theory last week with Erica and why I think she got the $20 million. But here's my theory on this. Okay. okay? I do believe if someone grew up in the narcissistic home, mm-hmm. right? They are either are learning, this is the behavior, okay, that's acceptable and I can treat my future spouse's way, or this is the behavior that is acceptable for me to receive from my future spouse. It can go either way. They can be on the receiving end because Mm -hmm. they were on the receiving end as a child. Or 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 this is how I can act. This is how I can behave. Yeah, either way is disgusting. Right. And just, yeah. Okay, well, I, I thought you were you saying said, the same thing a different way. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you think that's acceptable behavior either direction. Right, either direction. Mm-hmm. Right, and so you need to work through that. Yeah, so I would, I would suggest that you go see a therapist. Go and see then a therapist if you are in the if you are in the relationship already um, in a marriage or um, I don't know if you're engaged, you probably are already in marriage counseling. Um, I would definitely have. Uh, counseling individually and then together. Yeah. And then the last one I think is, is unfortunately it's, it's still relevant in a marriage, you know, if you're trying to work through things, but definitely in, in, if there's environments where you, you have to, you know, whether it's family, close family, or it's, or not, maybe not like close, like immediate family, but like, you Mm -hmm. know, family that you, that you, you're going to see multiple times a year, you're going to be around, they're going to be a part of your life and you can't control it, a coworker or a boss or Mm -hmm. is, you know, really try to isolate that as best as possible and really foster healthy relationships with others, right? Mm -hmm. Find other friends, make other friends. Um, yeah. Be around other people that will, be uplifting yeah and they're going to be encouraging that are going to rally around you and support you and love you and you know because if if and it may take some work especially if you've been that isolated person right yeah and they've been isolated yeah and and so but that's definitely a that's a huge one Mm -hmm. right and then so if you can kind of isolate them the person that's the one that's trying to isolate you Mm -hmm. you know 
Uh, I don't know that it ever goes away necessarily, depending on the relationship, I guess. But man, find those people that you know mm-hmm. speak into your life and and have your best interests at heart, and that you have their best interests at heart. Like you, you get you you find that out as you get older, right? Mm-hmm. Like your friendships that people are your friends because they're your friends and they care and they love you. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Like imagine if I tried to get if I tried to do that and say, "Hey, Mary, you know." you know, Jackie this, Jackie that. And she'd be like, yeah, don't even try it. <laughs> and she would probably laugh at you. She would think, you know. Yeah, but I'm, that's my point. Like, it's it's a healthy relationship that she has your best interest at heart and vice versa. Mm-hmm. If someone came to you and be like, marry me, you'd be like, yeah, stop right now. Yeah. I don't care what's about to come out of your mouth. Right. I don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. You're not going to win this. I argument. wouldn't entertain it. Yeah. And I wouldn't believe it. Yeah. So. so definitely foster healthy relationships. Yeah. All right, baby. 100%. So there's a lot to narcissism, right? It just there touches really so is. much in a relationship. And, and hopefully we set off some light bulbs, you know, in, mm-hmm. in people's lives and their relationships, whether it be friends, family, mm-hmm. uh, coworkers. And there's a lot of really great information out there. I mean, I think that especially now, um, there's a number of different things that you can read up on, like on Pinterest, on Instagram, there are books, there are, um, I think there's support groups, people that are in these situations where maybe they can't immediately escape the relationship. Um, so I really do think that if you are isolated and you're experiencing this, you really need to seek some help. So you have somebody in your corner that can help you through this process because it can obviously steal days, years, you know, memories mm-hmm. and just, you know, a lot of who you are. So, and I just, I don't really think anybody should have to walk through that. Absolutely agree. Well, baby, it was just fun. Um, you know, as, as we've coming up almost on 20 years of marriage now, mm-hmm. like I think that there's been little moments, right. Where our, you know, some pride and selfishness has creeped in the way we were treating each other and that we've been able to recognize it. And, and this, you know, just like this is almost self therapeutic for us too. Right. And so like, there's times when we do these things and I'm like, Oh gosh, I did. I, That's I, a lot of I exhibited that behavior. Right. Yeah. Like, we've wow, I'm really sorry. Long, yeah. yeah. We've been married for a long time. There are things, little things we had to work through minor hiccups and we will continue to work through but, them <laughs> yeah. because we're committed to each other. Right. right. And that's, that's, it, ultimately we both know that we are mm-hmm. in, we are, you know, I'm for you, you're for me. Yeah. And if, if you don't have that person in your life or you you think you, that person in your life is not, is just not that person anymore. Like use some of these, these tips and, mm-hmm. and some of these, uh, signs and then kind of like Jackie said, find the right people to, to get help. Right. All right. All right, guys. Well, we hope this was uh, a good episode for you. It was, like I said, it was a little self-therapeutic for us. It all started with the, the hustler and the housewife. And, uh, and now we're talking about hopefully helping some marriages. Yeah. I mean, it goes hand in hand, you know, obviously there's just two different extreme, but, um, definitely check out last week's episode if you haven't listened to it and take a look at the, the, uh, documentary. It's actually pretty entertaining. Yeah. I really hate that couple. Yeah. It's, uh, it may anger you, but it's, it's a good, it's a good documentary <laughs> watch. So check it out. Oh, but we'll be back next week, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and if so, please continue to listen and subscribe on Podbean, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. We would greatly appreciate positive reviews, and we will answer any questions at feedback at destinationmarriagepodcast.com. For up-to-date content and news about the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram at destination underscore marriage and visit our website at destinationmarriagepodcast.com. Be sure to tune in next week.